0: On this episode of My Lash Two Brain Cells,
1: when Madison was in her hustle era, she could not go on vacations. physically, and it was terrible. I couldn't take a weekend off to go camping. I love vacations. <laughs> I love them so much. Elliot is a bougie boy. I'm a bougie boy, and I want to go. Uh, I want to go to the Caribbean. Hello, everybody, and welcome to My Lash Two Brain
0: Cells. I'm your host,
1: Madison Morris, and I'm your host. <laughs> elliot morris and we are best friends and what and also we are
0: lovers
1: (laughs) you got me
0: welcome to the world's stupidest intro you guys
1: welcome to the world's stupidest podcast (laughs) with your two stupid friends (laughs) today we're gonna be talking about stupid
0: okay listen you guys we just filmed a whole episode so we're kind of delirious um today i wanted to talk to you about something very important and not stupid at all we you we you we i wanted to discuss have a little discussion about how i survived my hustle era and
1: how you can survive it too truly and, and, and escape it
0: what was my hustle era? Hustle era, you ask. Was it a month? Great long? question. Was it two months long?
1: M- perhaps six months long.
0: Was it six years long? Was it? It was.
1: It was. It was what? No five.
0: It was five from years? I would say 2017 through 2022 was the thick of my hustle era. Yeah,
1: 2022 does count because you did have that one like. 17 training month. Yeah. And I did have that commercial build out. And all the other months were like eight training. And
0: I like traveled twice a month to teach out of state.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot.
0: Listen, you guys, I think as lash artists, it is so hard to build your business that once you finally do and you're like feeling that first hit of success.
1: It's addictive. It's
0: addicting. And it's like every booking is a hit. Every single time someone swipes their card, rebooks with you, posts a picture, like it's all just like these little dopamine hits and you're like, I'm a superhero. Like I just want to do more, 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 more. And volume becomes your biggest concern. And so I... Um, love my job so much, and I love lashes so much, and I love people so much, and the career that I built doing lash extensions genuinely became my favorite thing in the world that nothing else even mattered anymore, and then it became what I would call my hustle era, and now we all go through phases in our business and our life where we're busier than we maybe want to be or should be. Mm-hmm. And when I first got fully booked on my own, like I had left my job at the salon and I was always fully booked at the salon, but when I left and went on my own and my books built and uh, people were just obsessed with my work, I felt like a superhero. And I felt like I never wanted to let anyone down. And I'm quite a people pleaser and um, not anymore. I got boundaries for days, but back in the day I was very much a people pleaser and I wanted everyone to have such a good image of me and I wanted to make all my clients 100% happy all the time. And that meant bending over backwards constantly. So I entered a very long, dark, long, dark winter that I would call my, call my hustle era. And what did this era look like exactly? Maybe you're in one right now. And um, what it looked like for me was, number one, I was addicted to bang energy drinks and i would so that's
1: the first sign I if you're w- addicted to bang energy drinks you <laughs> you're might in be your in hustle your hustle era. era
0: i would wake up at like 7 30 in the morning i would like barely even get ready i wouldn't even throw myself together i didn't even have time to get my own lashes done
1: this was back when you were wearing falsies
0: oh yeah i didn't even have time to like get my own eyelash extensions done for you know four hours a month um so i would like drink a bang energy i would show up to work and i would Lash people with no breaks, back-to-back. I'm talking, like, no bathroom breaks. Like, if I needed to go to the bathroom, it had to be mid-client as fast as humanly possible.
1: She would eat her food throughout the day when she went to the bathroom. I would literally
0: have, like, a can of mixed nuts, and I would, like, have an almond on the toilet and then, like, wash my hands (laughs) and be like, okay, back to work. Like, I was a squirrel. Um, So that was not healthy. It was not good for my back and my hands and you know, all the oh, other her hand,
1: her fingers started to get like numb. Yeah. I was getting was like, bad.
0: like really bad numbness in my hands and I was probably just so malnourished. She was just, malnourished. Like, never saw sunlight, never had a social life, but, um, you know, that was a time in my life. Yeah. And- Cause this was
1: also, I mean, half of this time was in the winter in Alaska where yeah. the sun comes up at like 11 a.m. and it goes down at like 3 p.m. and so it's just she's going to work and leaving work in the dark
0: yeah and i it all was very well intentioned like i just wanted to be there for everyone that needed me and and i i understand as someone that loves lashes um and loves beauty and their beauty routine is like something so special to them i understand like how important it is to have a service provider that's reliable and gets you in and does great work. And like, I wanted to be that for everyone, but I didn't realize that I only needed like 25 clients at my price point to be fully booked. Whereas I was accommodating like 60, you know? And so I was just crazy burning, burning myself out. And I want to talk to you a little bit about Uh, what my game plan was for longevity in my career and also how I exited my hustle era. Because although I am a very busy woman now and I wear a lot of hats, I don't have that life anymore. And now most days of the week, I kind of wake up when my body wakes up and I have like a couple things planned throughout the day. I'm a lot more intentional with my time. I have a social life. I'm able to travel. I have time with my loved ones and my husband. And um and I am still able to accommodate now a clientele of around eight and I, I I have eight eight clients.
1: You have eight? Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, I have eight clients. I, I, I aim to do like four model sets a month on top of that for courses and content. I'm able to actually spend time creating, you know, things that help so many people. And I'm able to film this podcast, you know, that is able to help so many people and, uh, like I've created a life for myself off of that because that was originally like how I saved up a lot of money to like do things like have a salon suite and all that stuff. So I'm grateful for my hustle era, but I needed to sit down and create a game plan for longevity. And I think it's so important as lash artists to see the long, see the long term, see the long game, play the long game and figure out like, okay, how can I create a sustainable business that is, you know, like something I'm passionate about. If it's doing lashes, how can I do lashes forever without like hating it or hurting my body? And if it is another avenue, like, okay, how can I build a business maybe that isn't focused around me as a service provider, but it explores different avenues. So there's a few things Elliot and I did. And I was about, I would say like 22 years old when Elliot and I truly were like things need to change and we need to create because I love lashes and I love people and I love the business I built. How can I do something with this business that can actually like build a life for ourselves?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause up until this point, Madison was taking like as many clients as possible and, uh, trying to do as many sets as she could, as many fills as she could to make money so that she could Add it to her pile, and she could sit on top of it like a dragon. She had no, she had no like goals for the money. She just loved watching. She was addicted to watching the number go up. I was like, I was like, Mr. Account. Krabs when she he, really when was, he dove into like, the money,
0: yeah.
1: No, she literally because she had no plans with it. I was like, where do you want to go? She's like what do you mean where do I want to go? I do the lashes, and then the number in my bank account goes up. And
0: then I come home, and, and then, then I do the lashes. And then I
1: never spend the money in my bank account, and the only money I ever spend is my cash tips. <laughs> so the number in my bank account never goes down. And Which
0: I'm- I still I still pay my taxes on, but I would just spend them. I want to say one funny thing is when we were first, like, uh, like I was on – tiktok the other day and i i see those videos where it's like how much i made in a day as a lash tech or how much i made in a day as a lash artist. So and mm-hmm. i'm like rookie numbers i could take 12 clients You're gonna, you know like pump those up yeah back in because if i made a video like that back in the day people would be like girl you are gonna hurt yourself like yeah. i would take as many clients as humanly possible
1: yeah
0: um and i kind of saw my life as like and a lot of people ask me how i got through those days and truly i would see it as a video game like i would wake up in the morning and i was like the main character lash artist Yeah, one
1: thing you don't know about madison she's a gamer
0: yeah i would like see my life as a video game and one thing i told elliot about today is when i had a day of like 11 clients or 12 clients i would take 12 clients one every hour on the hour and just lash a 12 hour day like piece of cake i would drive through starbucks you know first thing in the morning on my way and I would get like 12 cake pops and I would have them in my lash cart. And for every single client for days like this, I would give each of them a cake pop at the end of their service. And I'd be like, love you so much, girl. Let's rebook. And it just kind of was like a little game to me. Like it always was the end of every appointment was like, ding, ding, ding. You got another star. Like it was just so fun. I felt like doing lashes for people well, it quickly was like, I felt like a superhero. It felt well, like a game as good to me. As it, gets. it was as good as it got for me. So our game plan was, number one, I realized rather than doing high volume, low prices, I needed to do low volume, high prices.
1: That was step one. Step one. Step one to escaping the hustle matrix. Yeah. And here's the thing too, also, we aren't anti-hustle, Like, but I, I wouldn't say we're pro-hustle.
0: We work very hard, but we work very smart
1: now. Yeah, yeah, because like I feel like hustle like it's a bad rep uh, well i feel like the connotation with hustle is that you're like doing whatever it takes to get ahead it's like you're not at all you're working but it's like i think i prefer to work like smart and like yeah you do what like you need to do but you work in service of like a goal that you have
0: yeah and just know that like i think If you are in that stage right now, like have an idea of what you're building and why and have a why behind it. Cause if it's just to make money, you're gonna burn out way faster than I did. Yeah. I liked making money, but it wasn't my, just my end goal. Like my end goal was really to just make everyone feel great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The money was like a side quest Totally, where she did like watching the number go up. But I think the real reason, like looking at it from the outside, I think the real reason. Money was not my number one driver at all. It was like my 10th driver. Yeah. It was like the real reason was because she loved like making her clients feel pretty. That was like really like special. That was it. And that's why she took so many clients too. It's like she, she just wanted to make as many women feel special as she possibly could and make, like, as many people's day because she was just like, they love it when they come in. Who am I to say they can't come in? I'll just stay till 8 p.m.
0: I love them. I they, love I love my girlies. They
1: would be so sad if I didn't stay come till on, 8 p.m. Come on. Come here, yeah. my girlies. Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, number one, first thing to do is is, and that required for me to do a lower volume of clients and charge more and like make the same amount, if not more, is I had to specialize and I had to set myself apart. And so by specializing and by kind of offering one style of lashes that is your signature style that you are an expert in and you are like better than anyone in your area at, um, it allows you to not just be taking like everyone who wants any style. You're actively saying like, I, I'm a specialist at this particular style. I can do it better than anyone, and because of that, um, you know my rates for that reflect that. It I charge more for that. I'm a, set yourself apart as a luxury service provider. You're, Obviously, this takes time. Yeah,
1: you're going to be much better off spending all your time focusing on getting really good at one thing than focusing all your time on getting okay at a bunch of things. And the reason. And, and most people get okay at a bunch of things because one, it's easier to get okay at things than it is to get really good at things. Oh, yeah. Even if you're getting okay at a bunch of things. But the other thing is too, is it's scarier to specialize because like a lot of people feel, and it's a very natural thing to feel that like, oh, if I only do one thing, then I will only attract like a certain type of clientele and I'm like limiting my options for the future. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that is, it's, it's understandable why people would feel that way because it it makes sense when you think about it. It's like, oh, well, I only would attract clients who want this sort of thing. But the thing is like, There's enough clients out there that want every specific thing that like if you specialize in something and get really good and you're the best at that thing and then people seek you out for that thing, you're going to be much better off. Yeah. Absolutely. I had
0: a student in a class um, recently and she was a very new lash artist. Like she was transitioning from being a full-time hairstylist. So she had her cosmetology license and she went online and took my mini angel set styling workshop, (gasps) which is like, it, I love it's this. It's like 199 bucks. I love she this She took it. She practiced. She took models and she built an entire clientele doing only angel sets. She has no, she's never touched a classic lash in her life. She doesn't do hybrid volume mega anything like that. And she has a
1: full clientele doing only angel sets. I was like, how many and this, clients the angel do you set- take?
0: She was like, I, I can't, turn people away fast enough. Like I am taking like five clients a day doing only angel sets. I only know how to do closed fans and apply them on people. Can
1: you believe that? Can you believe that? And the angel sets, the angel set course came out what, like four or five months ago? It came out in January. Came out in January. So yeah, six months ago, it's been out for six months. And this girl built an entire clientele off of just that.
0: Because people wanted it. And she she marketed herself as I'm the angel lash girl. And she marketed herself by being like, okay,
1: And the other thing, too, with angel lashes, one of the other reasons I think that's so smart is because no one else had time to, like, get better at it. It's like she started right at the beginning and she's like, oh, I'm just going to specialize at this. And she can easily say, oh, yeah, I'm the best at this because I've been doing it since they came out
0: i love this too she goes I, i'm in a salon with like six other lash artists and all of them do like hybrid volume classic mega and they're always building their clientele but she started six months ago only doing angel sets and she's fully booked
1: so it works it works i know it's scary but just specialize in a thing find what you enjoy. maybe specialize and- in angel sets who knows it, it works clearly yeah. There's clients out there. The girlies love angel sets. <laughs> they really do. The
0: gals love them. The
1: gals love them. The
0: girls love them. If you can do them well, you, oh. you can, you know. And she even told me, she goes, and in the beginning, I thought that I had to charge like way less for these because they're not super mega. But she realized going, f- like moving on, that she can actually charge more for them because she is the specialist in this style.
1: People pay for what they want. People People aren't going to be like, oh, I'll pay more for this because it's more lashes. No, they pay more for it for things that are more like what they want.
0: A million percent. Um, The other thing that we did, and this is a little more extreme, but sometimes you got to, sometimes in our life, we have to take risk. We have to do the thing that we don't know the result of, but there's a chance that it could work out. And for me, I looked at um, you know, my business and how big I wanted to actually grow it beyond me service providing. And the area that I was living in couldn't accommodate the, the dreams that I had. I was just such a dreamer. Um,
1: but like, we wanted to start the studios we wanted and to start studios. we looked at real estate in Alaska and Anchorage was not a good place for us to start the studios. And so like... We I I do believe that like your location for like doing lashes specifically does not limit like what you're able to do with lashes unless you're in a very tiny town. But where I mean, it's if, like 200 if you want to get you know? into like
0: real estate, like but salon yeah, suites, something like that. Like if
1: you're growing your business to where like you need to hire employees or you're you're trying to do something like salon yeah. suites, like sometimes then, you
0: have to take a calculated risk. Yeah, because like
1: like if if you look at companies like companies that grew a ton like you look at Amazon like Amazon started in Seattle because Microsoft was in Seattle and
0: oh yeah they were like
1: oh this gives us a really good pool of talent to recruit from by starting in Seattle so they use that as like a smart strategic move and so like for us, we looked at Scottsdale, and we were like, "Oh, Scottsdale's a place with high well, real we estate." Well, we actually
0: looked at a lot of states to move oh, to. Oh, yeah,
1: well, that's why we chose Scottsdale. Is what I'm saying is, like, yeah, we looked at a bunch of places. We looked at Florida. Mm-hmm. The reason we didn't move to Florida is because one, it's much easier to become an esthetician there, and so there's a yeah, lot at, at more. Yeah, at the
0: time, they like I think it, you barely needed like a couple hundred hours to be like a lash.
1: So the average prices in Florida were much lower, Mm -hmm. which meant it would be harder for you to charge really ultra premium prices because it does affect it. Like you could have been one of the highest priced in Florida, but you probably would not have been able to charge as much as you can charge in Scottsdale. So people just go to Scottsdale for this sort of thing.
0: Yeah. So we looked at where there would be like a very high concentration of beauty professionals, a high concentration of lash artists, um, where people wanted to like go on a vacation and take a lash training kind of thing. And obviously that was very hard because the safe thing would be to open up a salon suites like I wanted in Anchorage, Alaska, like that would be the safest thing to oh, do. Yeah. And, and,
1: and we could have done it and it could have been mildly successful. Yeah. And we could have, you know, built something. It would have made money. We would have been fine. Oh yeah.
0: I had last artist friends in Anchorage. Like I would have been, I would have been oh, fine. Yeah.
1: But we have bigger dreams than that.
0: We did, and it was so much harder, but I think just... And
1: also, you guys, I just hated Alaska. Yeah. I hated it so but, much. But, I mean,
0: I'm so glad we did, and I, and I look back, and I am so grateful for those, because the first year we moved here, honestly, even if I let on that I was fine, it was hard. It was hard the first year oh, I yeah. lived here. Like, we had no family here. We didn't we have... We didn't know anyone here. No. We knew,
1: like, one person here yeah. when we moved.
0: And so sometimes you have to if i mean if you have that savings you have that that little business built sometimes you have to take that risk yeah absolutely and i would encourage you i mean if you're willing to do the hard work and start from scratch it's worth it
1: oh yeah if you're a place and you feel like like if you're a lash artist and you're like you feel like you are starting to get limited by your location i think it starts to happen where your location limits you once you get to like the ultra premium level. So like you could charge what like 200 something dollars for a full set anywhere, right? Like
0: Honestly, yes.
1: You could charge 200 something dollars for a full set anywhere. You couldn't charge 400 dollars for for a full set anywhere, no. right? Like when we say that your location does not impact like really your ability to be successful as a lash artist, you can be a successful lash artist basically anywhere. Yeah. And you can get to the point where you're charging like $200 for a full set. You're doing like over a hundred dollars for a fill. You can do that anywhere. But once you get to the point where you're like, I want to be like one of the best in the US, or I want to build a company that's bigger than lashes, or I want to start getting into like real estate or something. There's a lot of ways where like, you can start a salon suites in like a small town, like small towns need salon suites. Like, estheticians, yeah. hairstylists in small towns. They need a place every, to work out. Everyone of. Everyone needs a safe, can comfortable place to work out of. Absolutely. And so you can absolutely do that basically anywhere. Guys,
0: if you tomorrow, I'm not even kidding. This is how much I love Lightheart. If you legitimately gave me unlimited resources and money and funding and everything tomorrow and I just woke up and like won the lottery, I would open a Lightheart in every single state, in every single town for every single service so provider. Sick. And I would so have like... People that ran them, and I would make them as like rentable and accessible as humanly possible. That would be what I what I oh, do. Oh yeah, for sure. And then I would like obviously, there's people starving, and I would like help them. But first things first, there would be uh, first. Like, first, first, things first things first, we're gonna
1: help the estheticians. Uh, first things first. Then we help the starving children. You
0: know what'll heal the world more? Lash artists and in lay her salons, sweets. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Um, And the other thing that really helped me set me up for longevity in my career is if you're a lash artist and you love your job, but it's just, it's honestly just such a hard job to have long-term is I would find what you love about the job and then figure out a way to do that more. And so for me, I really loved the creative aspect of lashing. Like I actually loved when I'm able to sit down with uh, a model just completely unpaid and uh, create something, sometimes freestyle, sometimes very, very planned out. And I'm able to like do a photo shoot and take pictures and do the makeup and the hair and like turn on my music. Like that is what I actually enjoy about this career so much is the craft of it and being creative. And um, I needed a little bit of free time to do that. And so having higher prices and you know diversifying my income and giving myself a little extra free time, I'm able to actually do that. And that is what's kept, that's what's kept me in love with physically lashing is being able to lash for no money, completely unpaid, no time restrictions, completely for the love of it. And that is what's kept me in love with the craft.
1: Yeah, I think a really good way to like, kind of fight off, burn off, burnout and and help like move into the next stage of your career, wherever you're going. Is diversifying. Well, I, th- I think a really good like practical thing people could do is like take a few hours each week that aren't just time you have off yes, 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 yes. but it's not time you're taking clients mm-hmm. and it's time where you work on something in your business to actually propel m- it forward pr- move it forward and like whether that's uh learning a new skill or just practicing or maybe it is taking a model set where you can go crazy and like try something that you just like was in your head you want to see how it worked like you have no idea if it's actually going to work or not like Stuff like that is so valuable. You have to schedule the time You have to schedule the time because you won't just do it naturally. Like we have to schedule time like, okay, this is when we're going to do a model set. This is when we're going to do like branding work. This is when we're going to do that because if you just are like, oh, well it'll happen when it happens, it's never going to happen. And you're just going to keep taking clients. You're going to fill all of your time with clients because if you don't have something filling a time slot and then you have a new client who comes to you and they're like, Hey, can you fit me in? Then you see that fr- free time slot and you're like, oh, I'll squeeze you in there. And then before you know it, know what all your time's gone. Mm-hmm. So block out time for you to do what you want to do in your business. Cause that yeah. makes it so much easier to do it for a long time.
0: And this is my final Um, Point I want to make is it can feel very much like you're strapped to your lash bed, like you physically can't leave. But in order to have a life outside the bed and transition into other things, um, I know that it's hard to know that your clients are taken care of when you're not there, but build relationships with other lash artists in your area, genuine relationships with other lash artists in your area, where the few of you can have a life and go on vacation and have a baby and get married and and go on a vacation with your friends, and you know that your clients are taken care of by other people that can accommodate them, and they'll come back and see you. That's a very unique relationship to have, but it's worth it to build those.
1: Yeah, because when Madison was in her hustle era, she could not go on vacations physically, and it was terrible. I
0: couldn't take a weekend off to go camping. I
1: love vacations. <laughs> I love them so much. Elliot is a
0: bougie boy. I'm a bougie boy,
1: and I want to go. Uh, I want to go to the Caribbean. <laughs> but we couldn't because Madison was like, "Oh, well, I have clients." Madison week.
0: can't even go to dinner. At night. I'm
1: like, okay, what about nine and a half months from now, from uh Friday to Sunday? And she's like, I Can't I have four clients those days?
0: <laughs> it's like I'm like, No, you don't. I'm like, what? I will though. I will though, mentally. <laughs> like, I, I just do. I
1: can't take the time off.
0: Yeah, make sure that you have relationships with yeah. people where you can rely on them. I mean, especially if you get sick. Oh, I mean, you get there sick. are so many times where I hate to admit this, but there are so many times where I would be lashing where I just felt Medicine. horrible because I mean. You were a super spreader. No, no, but like there were times where I had food poisoning, but I showed up for my clients and I would just pretend like I was fine, even though my hands were like shaking, you know? And, And... It's awful, but you you feel a responsibility. Like if you don't do their lashes, they're gonna have janky lashes, and they're gonna see someone else, and they're gonna talk badly about your work because and your career you don't you don't trust any of the other artists in the area to back you up. Like, yeah, and so it's so good to build that honest, genuine rapport with other artists, and and be able to have that freedom. So yeah, to wrap up, number one,
1: what is number one, guys. starving. You guys, I'm so hungry too. I'm starving. Maybe, maybe, can we like. What are we getting for lunch? Can we like DoorDash something? Yeah, can we actually? Yeah, we can. Elliot
0: never lets us DoorDash.
1: I don't. I don't because I just I think it I think it's so wasteful you guys I feel like DoorDash it's like you buy something it's like $15 and then they're like okay that'll be 45 bucks I'm just like what where did all that come that'll from
0: that'll be $900
1: I just I just hate it yeah. I, and then you have to tip because like you can't not tip because that's so mean you can't you can't you have to and tip. so then it's like it's you paid 50 bucks for lunch and then I'm, I don't know it doesn't I, feel good I didn't but have to, it's but a like, it's a work meal it's a work meal. Ooh, it's a write-off. Yeah, it's a write off because I'm ordering it while we're doing the podcast. <gasps> so it's we have we have physical proof. So IRS, if you're watching this, this one's, this work one's for the work meal. We're job. very hungry
0: because we're working. Because we're working
1: so hard. Mr. IRS, please don't audit me. Okay. Please, I'm so scared.
0: Love you guys so very much. Um if you guys have any episode ideas for us that you would love to hear, please drop them below in the comments, leave a comment. Please
1: we're we're running out of ideas. If we need them.
0: If you're on YouTube, please drop a comment. I love reading them. <sighs> oh,
1: no, we do. Every time because we get a little ding on our phone every time someone leaves yeah. a comment and then we're like, "Ooh, new friend.
0: New, new friend unlocked." Okay, um we love you guys. Love you and guys so much. If you're watching this and you watch it all the way to, all the way to the end, then you get a
1: special prize. You get a special prize. And that prize is
0: Bye. A smooch just for you. Bye.